Jesus Christ, the Coco Chanel take a shit on your head. That's right people, and welcome back to Films with Amigos. Today we're navigating the pitfalls and tribulations of the Central Committee with the death of Stalin. And joining myself as usual, Sam, Big Dan, and the saucy pirate himself, Francis Lee. Welcome back, everybody, to episode 41 of Films with Amigos. This week, we're reviewing Dan's pick. What did you pick, Dan? I uh, picked Death of Stalin for, for this week's choice. Available on UK Netflix currently. Indeed, indeed. And why did you pick Death of Stalin? Uh, I know we'd only recently come out of a comedy month, but uh, <laughs> just, just something... I don't know, slightly different um, from Armando Inichi, so thick of it and Alan Partridge connections, not often in the film world, but um, yeah, definitely very much his style, but yeah, slightly yeah, different one for this week. Know. Didn't know that, but makes sense, having watched the thick of it. Yeah, yeah. Mm, an interesting choice. I think we'll all agree. True. What's the just to give people that may have not watched it or have haven't watched it in a while um, or interested in watching it rather? What's the uh, what's the summary, Dan? Uh, clues in the title. Let's uh, get into it. <laughs> <laughs> I agree, Dan. Because if, if we because realistically, what Franz just done. <laughs> now I'm going to carry out the same plot, but in real life, and ultimately Fran will be burnt and turned into ashes at the end of the episode. Stop trying to take my hosting, Fran. I've got nothing left. <laughs> Before you give us the plot, Dan, and, and old, uh, old Franichov over here keeps his nose out for two seconds. Is this everybody's first time watch? No, I've watched... I've watched it a few times already. I've watched part of it. That's remarkable, Ben, that you've watched this multiple times. Go on then, Dan, give it a summary so Fran can be appeased. <laughs> Do you want to <laughs> ask that question again, Fran, and we'll, we'll lead into it? <clears throat> and we're back. So, uh... <laughs> Dan, what's the uh, what's the summary here then? <laughs> So this is the the power struggle that that plays out in the the vacuum of 
Russian uh, Russian power as um, Stalin drops dead in uh, 1953, and uh, the following, not sure if it's days or weeks, weeks after, but yeah, the uh, the committee that's formed afterwards and the um, power struggle that plays out. Okay. With hilarious consequences, of course. Hilarious consequences. <laughs> Just as I like, sound like like all military schools, <laughs> classic gold, classic comedy caper. That's it as a as a brief a brief summary. It's, you hit the nail on the head. Mario took us through intro down with the. Um, the recording of the Moscow Orchestra, is it? Yes, we start out with uh, Paddy Considine. <laughs> Great bit. Casually, yeah, just working for Radio Moscow, putting out a, a broadcast of, um, yeah, I think it's the Moscow Orchestra. Um, receives a phone call. He's going to get a call back in 17 minutes. Uh, starts panicking based on who it is that she was be calling back as the <laughs> Stalin's calling back. Was it 17 minutes? It, does it start now? <laughs> I love the, uh, like those guys exchange. Um, yeah. Just over the urgency of it. Yeah. It is good. Is it? 17 minutes from when I said I'd call back. <laughs> how long was it? How long ago was it? Was it 30 seconds? Was it a minute? I don't know. <laughs> I do like the intro. I like, I, I like, I like how that sets the tone, um, especially when they're ushering people back in, oh, and, they're trying to, and he's trying to get the orchestra in, and he keeps just going, "Fucking sit down, sit down." <laughs> it's it's Stalin ringing and just saying, um, "Yeah, if you could just um, you know finish up the recording, somebody be able to collect it." And he's like, "The recording." Then he he comes out of the uh, the cupboard and he's like, "Ah, oh, uh, was that recorded?" And he's like, "No." And he's like, "Oh shit, we need to get everybody back in." Nah, man, like when he's in front of the orchestra and they're all kind of like, ah, oh, really? And then he's like, you can't leave, shut the doors, lock the doors. Yeah, it's like how he starts it's... He starts it off. He's like trying to spin it as a positive and he's like, everyone, wonderful news. You know, you're <laughs> going to have a chance to play for Comrade Stalin and then like just descends into chaos and then there's like that woman <laughs> eating pickled eggs in the audience and stuff. <laughs> I just love some of the comments. <laughs> Oh, man, one of the uh, musicians' his response when um, when asked a particular question, he's like, "I could get my wife." I was just like, "Oh man, it's about fat people to fill up the, <laughs> <laughs> fill up the room." Yeah, the, the acoustic, the oh, yeah, because most Kill of the audience the emptied out. <laughs> this is a musical emergency. Apparently, based on the true story, that's well. Yeah. Wow, did really happen. <laughs> Can imagine. Can imagine. You kind of get a parallel, don't you? As well, like you get that, and then you get Stalin and the and the communist top brass. Yeah, you kind of get out in his house. the committee, the central committee, where at this point Stalin's still alive, we should say, and uh, they're having like a, a dinner party, aren't they? Yeah, and Steve Bruce M is retelling all the all his Stalingrad war stories that they obviously just do on repeat. Stalin. Uh, oh yeah, his his grenade stories. Yeah, it sounds like they have a uh, this sort of night most nights because yeah, it's always like now I've got to go and watch a cowboy movie. 
they're too afraid to leave. They don't want to be like the first one to. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. <laughs> otherwise they'll be added to the list yeah. and that's the yeah. sort of thing you get there when you get the list getting handed out um, yeah it's by, great uh, when he gets the list and he passes it he passes it that guy and he goes shoot shoot her before him and make sure he sees <laughs> <laughs> shoot him and dump him at his church <laughs> yeah yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah and then you oh. kind of get the intersect uh, things of it all happening at once where it's uh it's all like intercut between the three scenes, isn't it? It's uh, quite yeah. cleverly. So yeah, at this point, you've got so the pianist that the orchestra doesn't want to to continue, which we'll find out the reasons for later. Um, yeah, then it's also Michael Palin's character, is it, that's added to the list at this point? Yeah, the, the committee's leaving, isn't it? Is it like early morning? Yeah, so they're all all heading home a bit, a bit drunk. Some of them, but yeah, find out that Molotov's on the on the list. Yeah, it's good it's to when, finish um, <laughs> goodbye, Barrier, Molotov, old friend. Yeah. Oh no, isn't it Barrier when he he turns around and he says goodbye forever, and they both look at him like what? And then he says, "Yeah, he's been added to the list," and he walks off. <laughs> <laughs> Did everyone else notice that Stephen make it look alike who who knocks at the conductor's door? Uh, he, he was a bit, yeah. He, you're the finest and nearest conductor. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> I felt like I wanted Stephen Merkin for that role, but couldn't get him. So I got the guy like, the nearest looking guy like him. Look alike. <laughs> it's very much, um, yeah, similar sort of role to, to him in Jojo Rabbit, into it? As he, uh, <laughs> <laughs> there's all his uh, henchmen join him at the when he knocks on the door in, in that scene. Yeah. I like as well just on that, on that scene where they're having the dinner party at. As Steve Bruce Emmy says to one of the characters about when you get home, you should get you should tell everything you are, oh. you think you've said, and then you get the follow up the next morning where Steve Bruce Emmy's wife's reading him the thing, and he's like, he's like cowboys, horse, grenade story, laugh, Molotov, uh, and he's, he's, like, he's like Molotov, what? and he's like, oh yeah, checking to see that like Stalin was like happy. Was he happy? Was he smiling at this point? Yeah. Yeah, it's like he didn't laugh at this joke, but he did laugh at this joke. <laughs> Again, I think Constantly that's, I think that's another it. true. I think that's another true story. True chef did. What right uh, down taking the, the note. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> awesome. Good. Yes. That yes, cat now was perfectly timed. Cat loves it. <laughs> <laughs> all about it. Cat's all about it. But yeah, once it, uh, sorry, is it lead as well? Next bit, once they've managed to drag in a few people off the street, like you say, there's just some people that have probably <laughs> never been into a place like that before or seen music like that before, just, just sat there eating their pickled onions as they as they watch. But yeah, the, the recording gets completed, um, but the, the pianist manages to to sneak in um, a message to Stalin just as it's being collected. Yeah, she, she strikes a deal, doesn't she, with... Um... Considine and just says like, oh, you know, he says he'll he'll pay a certain amount, and then she's like, okay, fair enough. But then that conductor um, collapses, so then that's when they send out the team for the closest one, which is why they draft in another one. And then at this point, yeah, you get the shot of the other people coming in, and the recording's finished, handed over. She slips a note in, um, and then it's just all going tits up for Paddy. He knows then that he's uh, he'll be on the chopping block. 
And then do we cut straight away next to I think the 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 recording basically arrives at Stalin's hand, don't it, at that point? Yeah. yeah. I love yeah. the um, No falls out. I love the exchange that that uh, soldier has when collecting it though when he's like, you know, the, the delay's been recorded, it's it's been noted. <laughs> this will be reported back. And it's like, damn, everything. Like all aspects of it. And that's carried on when he gets to Stalin and he's like fucking walk here. That's it. Stalin reads the note and he collapses. Oh, there's a there's a skip, isn't it, in the recording? He says, uh, "Did it record it? Am I going to test it?" And he's like, "No, no, no. You know, it's, it's tough. Look, time's passed." <laughs> um, and then it jumps a few times. And he's like, "Oh, oh!" But then, uh, yeah, it's the note that, like, basically um, sends him. <laughs> cat's going nuts, pretty bad. Is that your cat? <laughs> it never normally meows. Well. Because he wanted to get to the good bits of this film, <laughs> but yeah, I this, like this, um, this pianist was as Stalin killed. Was it his a father and brother? I can't remember the family members, but essentially, they've all been been wiped out. So the problem fun. is, none of that really matters. That's the, that's my biggest gripe with this film is that don't really care about any of that stuff. I think yeah. it's just to me, it was just it's just it's just comedy, isn't it? Yeah, and like her motivations didn't really come into action too much. I don't think it actually had any ultimate consequences, did it, later on in film? I know it like plays out a little bit further down, but... Yeah, it's a little bit later on. That's some of the problems. Um, once we get to who uh, Beria starts releasing from, from prison and that sort of thing, there's a, there's a bit of that going on. But yeah, yeah, there's no sort of... You don't know her, her family at this point. There's no real connection or anything. No, no, and like I say, it doesn't really have any consequences at, later on. Like that's, I think that's the ultimately the problem with the ending. It's a bit, just a bit like flat. But going back to Stalin, when when they're all racing to get to his body, when they, they don't know if he's going to survive or not, and uh, <laughs> Steve Bruce said, he's put just puts his suit on over his pajamas, <laughs> and they have that great dialogue where he's talking to one of them, and he's, he's like, "Are you still in your pajamas?" He's like, "Yeah, I didn't stop to put cologne on like you." <laughs> it shows uh, how he's pissed his pants aren't he? and they're all kneeling in piss I'm like, oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> go around the other side of the body when they carry a body that's right good and he's like he's like it's heavy and then they all start panicking and he's like it's a compliment three two gold's one. heavy <laughs> he's like he's like he's like, yeah. he's like gold's heavy and he's like you know you've looted enough you saucy pirate <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, saying no, that the, uh, the head's the heaviest part. It's like, oh, I've hurt yeah. my back. <laughs> Which then plays in later on because they're talking about his, his corset that he's wearing. <laughs> yeah, Paul Whitehouse manages to get himself like tucked under him once they, they go to lower him back down on the bed. So he just has to sort of <laughs> accept it and let him, let him roll over. Him. <laughs> that was funny. But yeah, I kind of always, well, yeah, just assumed he was he was just dead at this point, but Essentially, they they don't want to rush too much to to get the doctors in because they, they sent all the the good doctors to the to the gulag. So, yeah, kind of as well. It, it highlights none of them want to make a decision, do they? Like, no, 
not no one individual that wants to make like make the actual call like unless they get like the committee together they don't know, they don't really know what to do uh, it's, mm. it's a good way of, like highlighting the kind of bureaucracy behind the the whole committee yeah it's good I like that as well when they get all when they do get all the all the second rate doctors together um like none of the doctors are willing to give a diagnosis. <laughs> and then when when that doctor starts giving his diagnosis, he's like, he's like, we as a collective have all decided together that the diagnosis. <laughs> yeah, no one person's wanting to take the um, take ownership over it. But it's him from uh, Shaun of the Dead, isn't it? The guy with the depth charge. Hot fuzz. Oh, hot fuzz. Not sure. oh, that's a, oh, that's a terrible mistake for a film, but grass frank. Keep that in, Keep it in. Keep it. Yeah. <laughs> right, keep. Yeah, you're back on hosting duties. You're back on hosting duties. <laughs> yeah, him from Hot Fuzz. I've not seen him or anything else. But yeah, he he manages to get up a a bit of speed as he as he tries to escape him before they uh, collect him and just let <laughs> let his dog wander off. <laughs> <laughs> By the dog. All the dogs have been, uh, all the doctors have been scooped up into the van. Yeah, brought back, and then they go about um, getting Stalin's kids over to um, this this country house where they're all set up. So, daughter arrives, which is straightforward enough. But then we we cut to his um, his son at the is this where is it the ice hockey training. Yeah, the hockey ring where the, yeah. you find out the national team's been killed in a plane crash and he's trying to hide it. <laughs> yeah, what, what plane crash? <laughs> yeah, yeah, and then... He's, um, the, he's, he's a dysfunctional one, essentially. Yeah, he's, he's not quite old there, is he? Is it Vasily? I want to say his name is Vasily. I think so, yeah. I love, I love both the kids' interaction with the um, is that really young doctor, isn't it? Both of them are like, how old are you? <laughs> I'm old. You're not old. <laughs> yeah, Dora yeah, says to him, how old are you? And he says, I'm 29. And she goes, no, you're not. And then she points to that, points to that old guy and she's like, this guy's nearly dead. And then son has that, says to him, how old are you? And he says that line that you said. Then he points to that other guy and he goes, this guy's not even a person. He's a fallback. <laughs> yeah, you're a testicle. Yeah, yeah, you're not even yeah. a real person. <laughs> I love the thing when um, he's wrestling with guard, Stalin's son, and he's trying to get pistol, and they just all stood there waiting for it to play out, like, not, not <laughs> trying not to intervene. Again, nobody wants to make a decision. They're all just kind of waiting for it to blow over. But then eventually they're like, okay, get the guards in, get them, get them separated. Yeah, then and Stalin kind of the power play begins. Well, Stalin kind of wakes up, doesn't he, for a second? Oh, uh, the bit, of the, he, bit with the painting. Second, yeah, the bit with the painting. Where is it? <laughs> <laughs> it's like the goat. The goat is Russia, and the milk is socialism. <laughs> I'm like that. <laughs> yeah, but then it, it doesn't last too long, does it? And then, and then he, then he dies, and. Then we kind of get the first central committee meeting without Stalin. The bit when the coin is head opens, good when his when son runs in and he, and he says to his sister, he's like, 
He's like, look what they're, look what they're doing to him. They're trying to fill his head with, Amer- with American lies. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, because they got like a. There was, yeah, there like, was later like on a, where we see when they got the like American the, ventilator machine or something. Yeah, they got the ventilator, and he's like, "Why didn't you use it on him?" And he's like, "Oh, it's American." <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, it's, it's good. All all this bit's really good, especially like even the bit when they load this, load his coffin into the truck, and they're all trying to pull out, and they all want a bit first one out to show like the status. <laughs> but then he 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 gets out and takes his half, so then they all get out to set the half up and, like, <laughs> and use it as a decoy to run back in. Yeah, that was a good one. I like it when the the clearing um, the house of um, some of the possessions, and um, they just realise the lookalikes. They're like, oh, um, <laughs> I think these I think their contracts are up. It's just yeah. like three guys that are just like ushered out of this room. It's like a nice touch. Yeah, and it's yeah. Is it, is it the NKVD? Yeah, it's Minister yeah. for Interior. So that's all his all terror police done here. Yeah, on no, a series it's... of tasks, and he can, and then he starts going on his putting all his plans in place, doesn't he? Because he he gets he goes and gets Molotov's wife and uh, a few others, doesn't he? Yeah. Oh yeah, the false narrative. I love the bit when Steve Buscemi is talking to that guy in the bathroom, and he's saying, "Don't you don't you want to get revenge for what they did to her and everything?" And then he he walks in and reveals <laughs> that she's not dead. And Steve Buscemi, if you just watch him in that scene, he's just, he's just like behind the back doing all these gestures, like, "What the fuck? Why have you brought her back?" <laughs> it's hard to keep on making noises to, in case like everywhere's bugged. It's like flushing the toilet. Yeah. <laughs> 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 Try to flush it again, but it's one of those like. Elevated systems. Yes. <laughs> you have to wait for it to fill up. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I lo- uh, quite like it when they have that, the, the meeting as well, where they're having the central committee meeting and they, they kind of vote on all the next things to do. Yeah, they can never decide where, <laughs> what to vote on. <laughs> they all wait for someone else's hand to go up first before they decide what yeah. to put in. And there's a bit where Michael Palin's character's um, doing the doing a speech about what Stalin would want and then they're all kind of like putting hands like up and down as <laughs> he keeps on like changing his <laughs> <laughs> keeps on going in different directions with what Stalin would have wanted and how they should uh, proceed for the future just, uh... again I just like how it highlights the kind of bureaucracy that they're all in and how it's just oh, ridiculous yeah. is it at this yeah, point I mean... that uh, Steve Buscemi gets decided he's on uh on funeral organising duties, <laughs> yeah. he's, oh, yeah. he's given the order, isn't he? Minister of fixtures and fittings that someone ends up calling him. <laughs> but yeah, I think that's the next bit then, isn't it, where someone calls the order to... Is the city closed off by this point? I can't remember how, how Wait, the order was, but... I think he doesn't know it's closed off, does he? Like, at the very, at the very beginning of the funeral, because it lasts three days, doesn't it? Yeah, um, he kind of finds out that the basically Minister for Interiors invited bishops and he's and he's cancelled trains and set a, a whole series of things in motion, basically without any anybody's consent. And then uh, obviously Steve Buscemi starts trying to do his own counter counter plot to take over when he uh, when you get introduced to the the head of the Red Army. And it confused me at first why his accent were like it were. Then I realised all the Red Army, they made all all their accents are like super British, aren't they? Oh, uh, yeah. This is, um, so yeah, um, Zukov, isn't it, played by 
Uh, what's his name? Jason Isaacs. Yeah, that's yeah. the one. Yeah, they like go so heavy on British accents for like all Red Army <laughs> yeah. people. Yeah. I mean, I, li- I like how they use accents where everyone just kind of like keeps the- their own accent, basically, don't they? Yeah. But it was to highlight, I know it was to highlight how like Russia was so diverse and everyone kind of did speak different, even different kinds of Russian. Do you think it's a... Again, I thought it was a nice touch. I didn't get that at all. I just thought it was for comedy effect. Yeah, I thought yeah, so nobody had to do Especially like any... wielding British generals, because why would why you know why why would they all have that be like so crazy British? Yeah, well I think I think Jason Isaacs is a is a proper Yorkshire accent, doesn't he? Because uh yeah. he says it he, he was like the bluntest accent he knew and straightforward and it's kind of to match his character. No, I, I do I think he's I think he steals every scene he's in. Jason oh, Isaacs yeah. is a, oh, yeah. Zukov. Yeah, because while they all pussyfoot around each other and like talking, talking, um, <laughs> you know, all these kind of like hidden, hidden phrases and everything's got like a double edge to it. He just comes straight in, doesn't he? And he's just like, <laughs> he's like, why the fuck's the army being kept out of this? <laughs> and just punches Stalin's son straight away and got done it. <laughs> <laughs> the sister comes over. Anybody else does? Uh, and he were like, yeah. That's what I thought. Nobody stands up to him. I'd I'd have to represent the entire Red Army at the buffet. (laughs) (laughs) It reminds me of that scene when Steve Bruce ever says to Stanley's door, he's like, like, I won't let anyone harm you. She's like, what do you mean harm us? He's like, look, nobody's going to harm you. She's like, I didn't think anyone was going to harm you. He's like, don't be scared. She's like, I wasn't scared, never. (laughs) Then when brother gets beat up, he's like, isn't that a harm? I like his, I like the the kind of funeral director as well. He's trying to help Steve Buscemi. Yeah, arrange the funeral. Where it's like, yeah. <laughs> look, look, there, big enough to snag a sheep. <laughs> <laughs> I like um, when Buscemi and everyone's like dotted around him at the uh, the actual ceremony, um, and he's he's talking to the guy on his left, and he's like. Let's just do the switch, the ceremony switch. Like we'll just make it look like part of it. Um, <laughs> and he he does all of his movements. He's like, "What the fuck are you doing?" Yeah. <laughs> and then like, "Okay, shuffle back." So it's where the bishops walk in, and uh, Michael Palin's like, "Sneeze, sneeze on the bastards!" Then <laughs> 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 uh, Busemi and uh, Berry are having an argument, aren't they? And about the train shutting down. And then he's he's like, um, right? Because he saw the trains. Yeah, they're like trying to argue, but, but between the other characters, aren't they? And the passing like messages along. And so. <laughs> Swap me so I can stand yeah. next to him. There's <laughs> a bit where he says something about like vouchers, and he's like, "What did he say? Is he going to make a comeback?" And he's like, "No, he's saying something complicated about a voucher system." <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I quite I like. That's what I like about the film. Just like really quite simple like scenarios but um it's just made comedic um with just some like great dialogue between the characters um so while the setting's very straightforward i just think it's, it's those little pockets of like um exchange between the characters that i think really make this film mm, i feel like it's just missing something though i feel like 
all the writing's on point. All the all the comedy's great. I just feel like n- nothing particularly happens, and that's where it's let down a little bit. Like the ending, I it's was like, expecting like some crazy climactic ending. Yeah, like just a proper, like they made, field. Yeah, maybe just a little bit of a shootout or something, but nothing particularly happens. Mm. It's like a series of sketches just kind of woven together with just some characters, like simple character motivations. Like you've yeah. got one scene there here, one scene there, right? It's, it's checking the boxes for like the historical events, but yeah, it's like what 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 is it leading to? Yeah, I think it might be just because he's like mainly done TV stuff beforehand, so mm. it's kind of got a bit of that feel, hasn't it? Possibly, yeah, maybe it's maybe it's just that. But yeah, because I feel like by the ending, you're like, right, there's you know there's the, the key funny scenes which we've kind of discussed, and then like you said, you're waiting for some sort of payoff, but it's not some big shootout like you said or something happening in the square or anything like that it's just kind of it just happened yeah because there's like a couple of things like when when they start start beginning um the coup and steve brucemi hasn't actually got everyone on board and there's like oh that whole thing where he keeps pretending that he's got the the general secretary on, on board, yeah, and he's like, yeah, even as they're carrying the coffin out there, he's still still organising it all. Yeah, 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 he's on board. Yeah, I'm on board. Oh, if he's on board, then I'm in. Yeah, and he's all that, and then like, but then the army set up this button, and I was like, oh, what's this button going to be? Is it going to be like a? Is it going to be like an explosion or something? I thought that. It's, yeah, it's just a button just to a red light outside the room, and I was like, but <laughs> I don't get, I don't get why that, why that full sequence. Mm. It's just a signal, isn't it, for all the army guys to come in? Yeah, but it's massively inconvenient to set up a switch to one light outside the room where they could have just been like, now, yeah. <laughs> come in. <laughs> anyway, it's, it's a small, small grind, but it's great when, the, when, <laughs> when um, Jason Isaacs just opens his curtain, he's got the two AK-47s and he's like, here are your days for the evening? And other generals like, I'll have the tall blonde. I quite like the scene where um, when my boost is trying to get all the the other ministers on board but then uh, they have that meeting and um, I think him the Labour minister and Michael Palin's Molotov have the meeting in the car and again, they're using the dog oh. to try and hide against the bugs. And but then yes. Michael Palin's character's like, "Let's do him in." Barry, he invited the bishops. <laughs> Let's do him in. <laughs> yeah, and he's talking to Doug, and he's yeah. like, "If he doesn't get everyone on board, he's going to be killed, isn't he? He's going to be killed." We're going to get Uncle Nicky. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, then no, Steve I mean, it, makes it, it, it think it's everyone else's idea. I think it's, it's always avoiding the responsibility. <laughs> oh, yeah. Completely. What was the thing where they were trying to get that little girl to replicate that photo with Stalin? I didn't quite get what that were all about. Is that another like, accurate historical it, event? It wouldn't surprise me because they, 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 the they wanted the real girl back, didn't they? But Yeah. Then he realised he was like growing up. <laughs> <It's> like, <I'm... laughs> Too tall. <laughs> Get rid of it. Go back with one of the other little girls. <laughs> yeah. 
because I got confused with that, and then one of the earlier scenes where you find out basically head at head at terror police as a pedo. There were like oh, a yeah. whole series of things happening where I was just like didn't quite follow them. And then when they paid off later on, I was like, oh, I didn't didn't really didn't really click. I do like though when they find when they do arrest Minister of the Interior and they're kind of going through all his charges. I just love how they all start turning on him, and they're all like racist, you know, pedo, and just start shouting all them crazy stuff. <laughs> But again, when he gets shot in head, it's just so random. It's just absolutely <laughs> wild. Yeah. <laughs> yeah not, Isn't that off screen? Or that, I... but... No, you see it. Yeah. No, you see it, but they're oh, marching him out to shoot him, aren't they? And somebody just headshots him early with a pistol. Ah, uh, yeah. I remember it like cutting down and it just been like, or panning down to the body, and I was just like, oh shit, that was quick. No, like drawn out thing. It was just like, oh, right, we got to that bit. And then, then it was just the dude with the uh, petrol can, just one of the soldiers. Um, dowsing his body and then it was like oh straight up in flames and <laughs> it was just like whoa this is brutal yeah and that's it that's like the ending that's the payoff to the film and it's like that's where it just feels like I feel like the first three quarters if they, could, if they just adapted the ending slightly I think you might want to see a bit of how it settled down after that rather than just no I just wanted like a little shoot out or something I just wanted something more <laughs> elaborate I want because like Although that's probably, you know, besides all the comedy, more accurate to how they did things, you know, with all the all the scheming and plots and stuff and, and you know, the, the corrupt falsifying of who was a criminal to suit the dictatorship. Although that's all, like, more accurate to that, how it was. I feel like with it being a comedy, it would have just been funnier if they'd have just done something, like, a bit more crazy and elaborate. You're thinking, like, it just played it too straight although there was some very good comedy and, and dialogue between characters and stuff, but what if they just did a Tarantino? So <laughs> accurate accurate two-thirds and the final third just, just properly like twisted it and been like, fuck you guys. Yeah, yeah. Here's yeah, a Tarantino Django going in mansion, you know what I mean? <laughs> and... He just That's like, like... <laughs> what is this? But it'd be, I think it'd be more memorable um, uh, and definitely go down as like, oh, have you seen that film? Like The Death of Stalin. So uh, yeah, you know, it follows historical events, but then... Bam! Last ten minutes. Holy <laughs> shit! It goes crazy. It's a horror film, or it's some sort of violent. This is why a friend film. just wants a completely different film to. to I do. <laughs> you were talking it's earlier it's about. Traffic Thunder uh, all over again. <laughs> <laughs> you were talking earlier about like, oh, I wonder why they did like thick British accents and everybody else just kind of kept their American accents. And I'm thinking, ah, oh, wasn't there another film where, um, it was implied or established right at the beginning that the language changes and it's the uh, Tom Cruise film, uh, Valkyrie, is it? Where all the uh, all the Germans then just translated so that they can just talk in their own accents, and I thought oh, maybe it's just that kind of angle where um, that's been implemented, but it's probably more so what what you were saying, Ben. It's those like subtle bits of detail that I mean, I wouldn't, I completely would have overlooked it, but it did make me think of that other film. But then I just feel like, yeah, why not? Why not do a Tropic Thunder and be like, fuck this, historical for you know, how, how, what's the runtime like? One. Was it an hour thirty? Ah, one forty. So yeah, for the last ten minutes. Yeah, and this and this is the thing: an hour forty for a comedy where it is just purely based around the dialogue. That's why it's just a bit. It's quite long for for what it's delivering. Hmm. Any other scenes, boys? Any any other key bits you liked? Peace Um... and sausages. (laughs) 
<laughs> you know where you are with sausages. <laughs> I, I, I like when they cover up uh, the son's speech at the funeral. Like how they just they string him along and just like oh. find the the aircraft flyover to oh. to land on his bit. <laughs> Yeah, I love, it. Yeah. I love it. I love it when he's got his draft speech and he's like, he's like, my father was a great bear, and we are his one point seven billion cubs, Georgian cubs, Russian cubs, Lithuanian cubs. <laughs> I guess well the bit where they're in the um, once they've arrested uh, Beria and they're in the they're in the bathroom and they have him chained to the urinal. It's a Paul, Paul Whitehouse character's like, oh fucking hell, I'm knackered. It's been been a busy old week. And then, yeah. <laughs> and the guy, the guy's like looking at. They've got uh, Melenkov's ad new portraits done. That like proper over the top, and he's like, oh, Georgie Vai's really follow you around the room, don't they? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so he to it and he's like, he's like, who put this portrait of my nan up in here? Yeah. <laughs> I like it where the artist is. Uh, he's given him two options, like. You know, at an angle with a, a chiseled jawline or something. Uh, which, which one would you like? Uh, yeah, <laughs> yeah, it's just yeah, cheap. Pr- pretty, yeah, pretty sure they're the same, just just mirrored. But, but yeah, <laughs> he, he picks one. He picks one. Like, finally makes a one. decision. <laughs> yeah, burn that one. <laughs> I think for me, my favourite bit is 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 Paddy's opening. Um, I just think it's great. I think he's he's just a you know, for well, I was going to say a small part, but actually, it feels like it takes up quite a considerable bit. Um, yeah, just a bit when someone's eating an apple, he just goes, "You're always eating bloody apples when you get stressed." <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, some kind of end sort of start, doesn't it? With the uh, yeah, you see yeah, back, back concert, to that auditorium. Like, yeah. Yeah. Of course, with Khrushchev in power now. Oh yeah, because that, that's how it finishes, isn't it? It kind of cuts back to um, seeing Paddy back in the in the booth, and then the, it pans up. It's giving you the um, the like the epilogue credits, um, and just giving you the 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 timeline um, following on, which I think is a really cool shot where you've got Prasemi and then um, the the follow the follow up the follow up leader. Yeah, you kind of get he was he was ousted in power in '64, and then. The guy like looks down on him, doesn't he? Like I'm presuming yeah. that's meant to be the guy that's going to oust him from power. Succeeds him, yeah. <laughs> yeah. That succeeds. I was just like, damn, it's a nice little touch. But again, yeah, it wasn't really like, you know, he could have just pulled out a weapon or something and just shot him in the back. And I know it's not like historically accurate, but. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> just so pushed him. You, you want inglorious bastards where they, they couldn't have <laughs> yes. at the end. <laughs> exactly. Yes. Yeah, they've all got There's like some, some laser pistol or something. That, just, just, <laughs> oh no, not not too far. I was thinking oh, okay. just like, you know, a silenced weapon or something. But it is no, a comedy, you know. It is a comedy. It's not a, it's not a it's not a documentary, is it? It can it could have gone it could have gone wild uh, and it's a satire though. It is a satire. So. It's true. Yeah, yeah it's true. But you just don't need an hour and forty of satire, that's the problem. <laughs> an hour and forty satire is alright, but to take it that to that next level just needed a little <laughs> icing on Joe the Joe Rabbit not be that time, around that time there. Yeah, but Jojo Rabbit's got craziness in it. They have a big, fight. they have a big war, and you know he sees he sees his little friend, doesn't he? Trying to trying to shoot rocket bandits <laughs> back in that. You know. Yeah, you've got the whole you know the yeah. mother and everything. It's got a lot more like character and. Yeah, it's got an emo- you know a lot more emotion to it, Jojo Rabbit. So definitely different. Yeah. 
I'm not look. I, I, I'm the dialogue in this, the satire, is amazing. But I'm just saying, as a full film, I think you know the thick of it. TV series is just world class. Anyway, I don't want to digest it too much. We haven't got to scores yet. Is there anything you'd like to add before we go to scores? Yeah, no, I think we've we've covered everything on, on that one. Unless Dan, you've yeah, pick unless you've got anything additional to to you might want to no, no, share no, with can, the amigos we can we can jump to the scores no dan we insist you say something else now who <laughs> <laughs> um, votes dan says something else where do you even stand on <laughs> All socialism? In favor. do you even think socialism could ever work as a as a political ideal without violence i don't know let's get into it now on dan does socialism <laughs> I did not think that that goat represented socialism or the milk <laughs> represented socialism, whatever it was. How did you interpret the painting, though? <laughs> Bring him a drink, not milk. Bring him water, not enough water. It's random. it's random. I'll go first with scores, then, if you want, because I feel like I've been a bit too vocal on, on some parts already. But Go for it. It's a tough one. I did enjoy it. I did enjoy the dialogue. I did think it was really funny. I thought there's some great performances all around. Actually, quite a lot of the cast that you've seen in a lot of um, British comedies. There's a random guy from Motherland, which has just done its third season on BBC, which is really funny. Uh, yeah, yeah, there yeah, is. He play- yeah, he plays the the um, stay-at-home dad in Motherland, but he, yeah, he had a role in this, and that's very odd, but. No, overall very good. I can't see me rewatching it anytime soon, and for that reason, I'm going to give it. I'm going to knock it down from a seven to a six point five. Okay, okay. Plenty to like, just not rewatchable in my eyes. I'll jump in. Um, I completely agree. Uh, I don't think a, a rewatch would be on the cards. Um, but I feel like yeah, it's got some. It has got some great dialogue. All the characters were awesome. Like literally everyone that comes on screen, even just the small parts for like the soldiers and stuff. Um, I don't feel like there's a a weak link or anything. But um, I just think yeah, as the film as a whole isn't as satisfying as something like Jojo Rabbit that's been mentioned. Um, so I'm giving it a six out of ten. Go on then, Ben. Um, I mean, this <laughs> this is my third time watching it, so I may I maybe not have watched it a third time so soon because I, I did only watch it like quite a few weeks ago for a second time. Um, I really like it. I think it's really clever. I don't know. If, do you think it helps? Um, do you enjoy it more knowing about history? Oh yeah, no doubt. Uh, no. Yeah, definitely. I think I think it would I help. Think, yeah. yeah, I think knowing the historical context, even down yeah. to the little things about how. Stalin always signed the death warrants for the people he wanted killing, whereas Hitler never did anything like that. Like, and I liked all the idea that you know they can start trying to use that against each other that they'd all been signing, signing the lists. I thought that was all very historically accurate and and good how they wove into the into the dialogue. Yeah, I mean, so I, I really like it from that historical standpoint. Um, yeah, well, I just, all the characters are really well done. I think it's cast perfectly. Um, 
I think it's really interesting cast. You know, you got a nice mix like Steve Buscemi, Jason Isaacs, Paul Whitehouse. Um, I, 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 I can see where you're coming from with the kind of story-wise. And I suppose it is kind of almost broken up a bit like a TV show, isn't it? Because it, we don't talk about it, but it's kind of like, it does have like um, subheadings to break up. Um, yeah, it's like the different parts of the film, like chapters. Yeah, yeah. I think like, yeah. there must be clauses in like the co- equivalent to constitution or something. Yeah, so. and it feels like it's almost almost like half an hour between those. Like it could have been like you know like three almost half an hour episodes on top of each other. Um, but yeah, that, that I, 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 I quite like the film. I think I like. I think in terms of satire, I quite like this comedy more. Maybe more so than Jojo Rabbit. Um, Interesting. In terms of like um, it, it based on a purely satirical standpoint, where it's you kind of get in the the seriousness and the, the comedy at the same time. Um, so I'm going to give it a seven point five. I like where you're going with Ben because uh, that was that's my score too. 7.5 for me. I think, I'm not sure how it would translate to an audience like outside of the UK. So I know like Armando Inucci has done Veep as well for sort of like US audience. So yeah. his style of comedy might well translate. But yeah, I think it's definitely very British focused in the style and obviously with a cast as well with exception of a few but yeah i really enjoy it as well i think it i think it is the third time for me as well um but yeah i just i know i like his his other stuff so i knew it i'd like this going in and yeah i just like the the scenario of it the the setup of it all so yeah i'll go 7.5 as well but yeah i I do understand uh, why it would be why you guys would, would knock it down a little bit. I think that's justified. Yeah. Okay. I did wonder as well about the comedy, whether it, I think it is, I think it is, I agree with you that it's very British comedy. Yeah. I don't know no, how I, that I, translates to. Uh... It's, it's great comedy. I don't think it's laugh out loud, belly laugh comedy. I think it's more like, I don't know. It's like very well. The thick of it is the closest comparison, obviously, being by the same person. It's, again, I don't think I ever laughed at the thick of it, but I did wholeheartedly love it. So. It's, I think, Ben, you alluded to it. It's just the film just feels, it just seems smart. Like, it's not, and, and Sam, you also mentioned about the, um, you know, the context to the historical events. And um, I think that for me is or does the is that the feeling like it's it's just it's not belly laughs it's not um it's not a straight comedy like the other guys which doesn't really have any sort of context it's just scenes that are just funny because the characters are just going batshit crazy i mean the tuna versus the lion and everything it's just random possibly impromptu stuff whereas this isn't this is like it's it's almost grounded but it's in satire so everything's just like amped up from what's happened in the in actual like historical events um but also being british 
kind of ties into it. So it's similar to what you were saying, Dan, about it's the only people here would understand it. And if it went elsewhere, it'd probably lose some of the, um, some of the links. Yeah, quite possibly. I don't think it was a, a big film particularly either. Sort of one of those ones that's funded by like film four and, and that sort of thing. So yeah, not sure how far reaching it was, but what year did it come out? You know, twenty seventeen, I think. Yeah, yeah, seventeen. Oh, it's not that old then. No, no. Yeah, I remember it coming out. I just, yeah, it wasn't. I just remember seeing cast and thinking, "Damn, right. it's got a lot of famous people in." Mm, it was worth a watch. It was definitely worth a watch, Dan. Want to take up the list. What have you set us on with next week, Sam? To finish this month with drum roll. Well, it is um, it is a film that has already been discussed on a Films of Amigos episode, top five in space. So it's time mm. to join uh, join Rippler and the Colonial Marines in Aliens. They mostly come at night, mostly. <laughs> Make sure you watch the right film as well, friend. No, no, yeah, yeah not to be confused with uh, Alien. <laughs> yeah, when it when it auto completes when you when you're searching for it, make sure you know. It's not to be confused with Alien vs Predator or um, those whole Prometheus garbage. <laughs> We're going Aliens. It's We're time. going Cameron's follow up. Yeah, we're going for that the action version of Alien. <laughs> less, the best one. Less, less horror. More, more action. So, more yeah. aliens. Yeah, this should be good. I've not seen this in a very long time. Yeah, no, it's been a while. It's been a while. And hopefully, as well, this will be one of the last few episodes that the Amigos record via the internet on our phones. Hopefully, we'll all get back in a room together. Hopefully, the pandemic will nearly be over. As you know, these old jabs kick in, so <laughs> if you think no these... more no more Army of the Dead fiascos. <laughs> should all be should all be good. And there'll be there'll be no more talking over each other by accident. They'll only be talking over each other on purpose. <laughs> <laughs> there could be physical altercations which hasn't been possible so far. It's just Yeah, I mean to be honest. It, we've all we've all thought it, and on several episodes, <laughs> opinions have been given that would have would have caused fights to kick up. There'd have been yeah tables tipping over, beers spilled. <laughs> I mean, we we can all agree that that time that Full Frank gave army, army of dead that absolute joke of a score. Still reeling from it. Still reeling. I know. <laughs> still can't get over it. The fallout of that, Jesus man. All right, guys, let's wrap this episode up and let's go and play on the gulag. So that's a goodbye from me. See you next time. Try for me. Adios.